Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I'm here with my two lovely ladies, the sharp edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. What's happening, girls? Hey there. Doing good. Doing all right. How about you? Crazy morning. Crazy couple of days. <laughs> it has been. <laughs> oh, made, my God. Occupy Wall Street. Look like children. <laughs> <laughs> today, we got a lot to go over. You know, I think we're going to ramble a lot of it. We're not really prepared, but we're going to talk about COVID, impeachment, and the military, slew of EOs, Flynn's brother, the 1776 report. Uh, Trump's new team logo and endorsements, Brendan Straker uh, getting arrested, which is horrible. Um, FBI gunning for all of us, but not all uh, Antifa. The DOD, joint chase in internal agency battles. And we're going to talk about what's going on with stonks at the moment and what's happening to Wall Street. Holy Uh, cow. Yeah. We're gonna we're doing this a little different this time too. So speakers got all these tabs open, and we're gonna see how we can roll this out where we kind of bounce through everything. So so bear with us. Yeah, we're trying. We're just trying a new procedure because we're trying to make things easier for all of us, and so we can get more content out. And what's the most efficient way to do that? So right, you're gonna try. You're gonna have to bear with us for the experiment today. <laughs> So tell us, give us the breakdown on this this Wall Street deal. That was uh, that, that's some crazy stuff going on. It's um, it's fantastic actually. Um, so there's this group called Wall Street Bets. It's a Reddit group. They're a stock trading group. Now, what they've done, or how they've kind of kind of come together, it, it, it's hard to explain what shortening stock is, but hedge funds do it all the time. Okay. So this is this is the best way to describe de- what's happened. And this is the most simplest way I, I, I've found to describe it to people. So uh, just reading this, I vaguely understand what's happening. Basically, imagine those, you know, those beanie babies? Yeah. Yeah, that was supposed to be yeah. worth, a, a, yeah. <laughs> worth a lot, but they're not really. Um, except the value <laughs> of beanie babies has gone down, right? So you're a stocksman and you decided to borrow your auntie's beanie babies. But really, you take them to the pawn shop and sell them for about 20 bucks a piece. So your plan is to come back in about a month because by that point, Beanie Babies will be worth $3 total. And you can give them back to your auntie, in which point you have basically made money, right? Now, except now, someone decided to go to the store and buy all the Beanie Babies at like 40 bucks each, (laughs) maybe more. So now you're screwed because you've lost the Beanie Babies. And you have to hope that you find the ones that you just sold. But now because of this person who brought them for an insanely high price, the cost of Beanie Babies is like $100. Except instead of Beanie Babies, it's stocks. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a good way of describing right? it. So that's, that's, the funny. Way, that's the best way to describe what um, Wall Street Bets has done here to these hedge funds. Because these hedge funds, have they bet on shortening the stock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like George Soros, for example, has made his in billions, his fortune off of doing this, off of short selling, um, off of betting off of what the losers are going to be and always mm-hmm. knows what the losers are going to be. He always seems to have that inside knowledge. So when George Soros does it, it's fine. Right. But right, when right. 
when we the people do it, when just the regular retail investors do it, oh no, the markets just have to come to a screeching halt. And right. Um, and and then it did come to a halt, didn't it? And wasn't Musk, Elon Musk, the one who like kicked this off in the first place? Well, Elon Musk started shilling like millions into it. The reason he, <laughs> the, the reason he did that uh, was because Melbourne Capital shorted te- Tesla a few years back and they gloated yeah. about it. Okay. So Elon just went, well, there you go. So I'll, I'm going to shield for them. So Melbourne Capital are like uh, looking at bankruptcy at the moment, except they're getting people to, uh, they're getting hedge funds and certain managers to come bail them out which we've seen on a lot of trading platforms today, they've, 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 they pretty much stopped the market. It's yeah, the most did. highly illegal thing you could do. But, you know, of course, for them, it, they, they pretty much stopped the market on these sellings so they can get together and they can decide what plan they're going to do. So mm-hmm. it, it, it shows you the double-tier justice system going on here. And it shows you what sort of powers these have. And it shows you that we're not a free market society because average right everyday people can't do what they do. I mean, it, they're pretty, it, what they've come out and said here is that um, you can't act like hedge fund managers. <laughs> so we're going to stop right. you. Right. That, that's, that, that's what you can't act like us. How dare you act like you're, us? You're not one of us. Yeah. yeah. It just shows you, you and it's just a, another perfect example of how the system is rigged. And we're not just talking about the mainstream media or media in general. We're not just talking about the election system now. No, now we're talking about the stock market and how right. that's rigged. So it just is another in-your-face example of that. And I think that, um, and Speaker and I were talking about this um, off, you know, before recording, is that this is another way people are going to wake up. People that wouldn't yeah. normally pay attention to politics or uh, other things. Th- this is another area where some, a lot of people are waking up to how everything's rigged. Right. So now what is this Robin Hood that suddenly, did this just go down this morning, Speaker? Well, Ro- Robin Hood is a trading platform. Okay. And so all for of- retail, For retail investors, right? Yeah. So okay. so for all, all the stocks that we've, got together and said, okay, we're going to buy and we're going to, we're, we're going to shaft these companies that have already put short, short stock bets on them. Uh, so like NOK, AMC, they, they're, they're frozen all buying stocks with that. So they're pretty much holding this money hostage now. So, and wasn't it explained to me the Reddit part? Because wasn't it like they all seemed to be going, they were going after Reddit about this. And then well, now we've got people on all sides, all politicians on all sides coming out going, wait a minute, what's going on here? I think we need to look into this Robin Hood. This isn't right. And they're like actually going after the hedge funds, which is which is bizarre. Yeah. So Wall Street Bets is, was a Reddit, it was a subreddit. Uh, this is them. Well, this is their chairman. Anyway, okay. uh, th- th- there was like three three million people members of that board. Okay, so and, and it shows you how they all work together because Reddit has suspended their board for hate speech. Right? <laughs> you know it's uh-huh. not for, you know it's not for hate speech. Uh, hate speech. You know it's because they've organised against these big conglomerates, right? Uh, they've they've started right. calling them white supremacists and stuff. 
they're, of course, you know, they'll do anything to paint anything that goes against the system like that. So Wall Street Bets is a huge group of people that have pulled their money together and not just, you know, people that have a lot of money. I mean, people got some stimulus checks at the moment that they're putting into AMC and all that just to screw the system. Right? Yeah, I mean, I've been reading comments from people who invested in GameStop, and they were like, look, I, I have less than $1,000 in my bank account. I needed some money to be able to just make my my rent and buy right? groceries. And they were like, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for organizing <laughs> this, because now I can. You know, it was just really That's awesome. middle finger to Wall Street, who manipulates all the time and even manipulates our elections, you know, has a lot of influence on polit- mm-hmm. politics. And um, not only that, but helping out the little guys with making some extra bucks. But, you know, a lot of them are like, no, this isn't even about the money. This isn't about GameStop or AMC or anything like that. This is literally about Wall Street, sticking it to Wall Street because they've been sticking it to us, the people. And and so they're holding out. A lot of people, they're like, it's not about the money. We're going to hold out uh, for as long as we can. They're trying to get it up to 500. They're trying to get it up to 1,000 to the moon. They want to get it to the <laughs> 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 oh, It's just hysterical to watch all of this. And I know that the, the, the political pundits and the, the financial pundits, and they're saying, oh, this is so dangerous for the market. It's so volatile, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I really think that they're just uh, trying to protect their own, don't you think? Well, yeah. And then the Biden administration comes out. I don't remember who it was now. comes out and says, well, we're keeping our eyes on this. The, the little men can't win here. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the, the SEC has come mm. out to try to um, investigate this group <laughs> not, not investigate you know insider trading investigate outsider trading right because they're, they're, this is exactly what it is so if, if you guys don't follow wall street um wall street bets chairman he's probably going to get suspended soon because he's gone pretty hard he's leading the charge here right? <laughs> he's, he's cracking me up he's cracking oh, me up. i love it hold the line hold the line <laughs> well you know they they actually um just Literally, I would say within a couple of hours of um, Robinhood closing down um, trading on GME stocks, um, they filed a class action lawsuit today, um, Thursday, um, against Robinhood for, or someone has filed a class action lawsuit against Robinhood for uh, manipulating the market, uh, depriving their uh, the, the retail investors from being able to invest in, in GameStop and so on. So Yeah, so what, what like I um, explained before, so what Robinhood's doing is they're stopping people from selling, right? They're, mm. holding, they're holding their money completely, right? So they're, yeah. they're, they're pretty much holding people's money at ransom. Like you can, you only have one option now, and that option is only going to lead to the, to the the, the market going to be where they want to be. It's manipulating the market. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. just reading on your screen there. You got Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> saying he's not wrong. They just aggregated enough small retail investors in an open forum to move markets just like the big guys. It's actually amazing to watch. And then. <laughs> And then the WSB chairman, get your bags ready tomorrow. We are boarding the rocket ship and going to the moon. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I I got to play you this song that they have. They made a song. It's hilarious. It went pretty viral too. 
Okay, Wall, I didn't hear that one. About Wall Street, yeah, I'll find it. I'll send it to you. But um, this is actually really good to say because this is organic yeah. movements and this is something that uh, we don't witness much these days because everything is so manipulated, right? It's right, yeah. at its max. So when you see an organic movement like this and heaps of people yeah. jumping on board, I mean, I've jumped on board. I'm from Australia and I'm still holding AMC. I'm not going to hold. I'm not going to sell, right? Yeah. It's... um. And you, you've got people from New Zealand and Ed, like Ed, everywhere just jumping on board this train. They're going, you know what? Screw these guys. Like we, we can actually yeah. show them what we do. And like you were saying before, a lot of senators are jumping on board. And like this is the biggest crossover even, <laughs> event since the Avengers. <laughs> it is really weird to see because we have like this mixture of like MAGA people and Bernie bros and Anons and subredditors. And I mean, it's just like this mixture. It's just a populist movement of everybody jumping on board against the establishment and against Wall Street. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So, so while we're on, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was saying while, um, what, what these hedge funds have done here, I mean, Robinhood is dead as an app, as a platform. They've sacrificed Robinhood just to try to make some gains back. So it shows you the yeah. amount of power that they have. They've sacrificed this company. Yeah, yep, wow. Wow, wow. Well, it'll be interesting to keep our eyes on that. Yeah. So while we're on a good note, we should go ahead and just mention the uh, Texas AG and the Virginia lawsuit that just won and cover some of these good things because there are people, you know, there are still fighters out there. There are still some good people's fight fighting. And uh, yes, I know this was, you know, a minute too late here. Judge bans Virginia's practice of accepting ballots without postmarks after election day. So that will be, of course, for future elections. Doesn't do us any good that they, you know, didn't resolve that before. But it's still a step in a positive direction. And, and then we had the uh, the Texas AG one took the first first case that went fast too. Took the first case to court against Biden on his, uh, wasn't it like a hundred day deportation ban? And and they won, they won against Biden. So um, whereas we know there are a slew of, you know, controlled <laughs> judges out there and con controlled politicians, there are, there are still, you know, some fighters. So we have to pay attention to the good in all this because because the holy cow bad that's coming out is is overwhelming people. It's intense. Yeah, take the good things where when they come for sure because uh, it has been some dark days lately since the inauguration of this so-called president. But uh, Corey, as you were have been talking to us, you know, privately before recording, it seems like there are a lot of things going on behind the scenes too um, that seem to shed some good light on things uh, like coming down the pipe or just plans being put in place, things in motion that maybe just really aren't going under the radar. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, I, you know, and I, so I'm not going to say that it's this huge plan that's going to swoop in and save the day and reverse everything. Um, I think at that, this point in the game, we can all kind of see what's, what's going on here. Um, 
but what I am seeing is, is some fight. And we see that, you know, Trump set up his uh, new team, I believe operating out of Mar-a-Lago. He's got a team for the, what is it? The office for the former president or something like that. Um, and his logo is now Save America. And so uh, I have no doubt they intend to continue getting people to rally on. But I think it's also important that people realize they have to stop relying on other people and they have to start becoming self-reliant. And we need to build grassroots movements. So the organizers, the entrepreneurs, the, the strong-willed you know, endurance people need to start building. We're at a point where we really need to start building. So like what we've seen with GameStop and these other stonks is, you know, a, a grassroots organization of the people really taking some power back and but doing that and being um, being resourceful in various other ways, not necessarily all just with stocks, but in all right. kinds of ways. Right. I see where you're going with that. But, yeah, it is really interesting when you look at this um, office of the former president Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. And then, of course, some other little tidbits of, you know, just um, positive things coming out um, this week. Uh, I saw some interesting things going around about Mar-a-Lago, and this kind of goes in line with the office of the former president. Um, did you guys hear about Mar-a-Lago Mar and the history of Mar-a-Lago with it being the, the, uh, the former Winter White House? It was willed to the federal government back... Um, by the Post family back in 1973, and it was used as this presidential retreat, and then Trump bought it back in 1985. But this, the Mar-a-Lago's actually got this, you know, this history of being like a presidential retreat, and it comes complete with bunkers and a skiff. So here we have. That's really cool. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. So we here we have the office of the former president. <laughs> it's all set up in Mar-a-Lago, the Winter White House complete with skiff and bunkers that's so, awesome yeah and then someone caught him on the golf course the other day and just said thank you mr president you know for your service and mr trump just said in in passing we haven't finished yet so yeah. just a lot of little little positive tidbits like that you have to look for but are very interesting and intriguing um makes me think that he's definitely going to have a presence and definitely um, looking to the future of ways that we can quote unquote save America. So um, right. all good stuff. Yeah. And then Flynn's brother. Yeah. So um, that news came out this week, Lieutenant General Charles Flynn, he's slated to command the U S army Pacific and he is the younger brother of general Flynn and this move's relevant, I think, because, of course, obviously, General Flynn and the Flynn family have very strong, um, are very strong allies with Trump, but also because of these rising tensions with China and the moves that they're making in the Indo-Pacific region right now. Um, yeah. Last year, Lieutenant General Charles Flynn, he was a key contributor to this plan to modernize the uh, Army's strategies. And Flynn's team's strategy to, monitor, to modernize the Army includes 
just configuring the troops and the equipment that are specific and tailored to that particular region. So troops become more like experts in a specific region like the Indo-Pacific with the equipment that they, that they need and everything's ready to go. So rather than making these kind of calls during a crisis, basically the army is gonna be more ready to go and more prepared when a crisis arises. And this is important and it kind of alludes to, um, I think uh, another key reason why Flynn's brother was selected and uh, to command the US Army Pacific because of the things that are happening right now in the Indo-Pacific region. Um, because, you know, uh, there's been a lot of activity over there. Um, China's been making strong moves against Taiwan since Biden was inaugurated. He's only been in office for what, like a week? And mm -hmm. last weekend, 13 Chinese warplanes entered Taiwan's air defense zone. And Whoa. then the Whoa. US carrier strike group entered the South China Sea. And so this is all just since Biden's inauguration. So obviously China's feeling emboldened now with their ally in the White House. Right. But we have this this long history with Taiwan and, you know, Trump being such a strong ally with them. And then you have China, who's obviously feeling emboldened because of Biden. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But I do think that this nomination for Lieutenant General um, Charles Flynn to be the U.S. Army Pacific commander um, is key in all of this. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, absolutely yeah there, there's been more than 13 every two days they've been sending fighters or spy planes into taiwan over the last since biden got inaugurated they've been stepping up daily on more and more planes mm. it is well and i think that so i get this overall sense that we're pretty solid in the in the dod as far as uh if we're going to talk white hat black hat here i feel the dod is pretty strong i feel that some of the joint chiefs <laughs> some of the joint chiefs are not um so i get this feeling i mean don't you guys feel like there's some inner struggles going on between the various departments and agencies most definitely yeah like the military, so now, at first it was the 25,000 National Guard, then it went in, and then Trump did the emergency declaration where they were supposed to stay, I think it was like up to four days maybe after the inauguration. Then we hear they are sending several troops home, but we're probably gonna keep 7,000 of them. And, and any others that stay would be on a volunteer basis. And then, you know, sending them to the parking garage and then Trump opens up his hotel to them. And, and now they're saying that there's been additional deployments of the National Guard and they're extending it to March 31st, you know, in anticipation of civil disturbance, which they haven't seen any since the National Guard's been there to begin with. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, so. it's what what you what you're saying is the installation of a dictator and how they rule with the army that's all it is oh. they're, they're, they're saying that it's for protection but it's really to protect the establishment absolutely right, right. and so then then they put out the uh the threat right the dhs, DHS puts out the uh it's on the next tab speaker to the right there oh. they they put out um, 
just uh, on the 27th, they issue a national terrorism advisory system bulletin. Um, I mean, I can, I'll just read this real fast. The acting secretary of Homeland Security has issued a national terrorism advisory system bulletin today after consultation with the intelligence community and law enforcement partners. There's currently a heightened threat environment across the United States that is likely to persist over the coming weeks. DHS does not have any information to indicate a specific credible plot. However, violent riots have continued in recent days and we remain concerned that individuals frustrated with the exercise of government authority and the presidential transition, as well as other perceived grievances and ideological causes fueled by false narratives could continue to mobilize a broad range of ideology, I can't even say that fast, motivated actors to incite or commit violence. Okay, let's, I let's, mean, let's get one thing straight here. The only hmm. violence that we've seen since the Capitol Hill incident is from Antifa burning down Democratic bloody... Uh, the DNC yeah. Right? That's all we've seen. We've seen Antifa attack. Yep. Right. Yep. But right. they're so, choosing but this... to go after MAGA people. This is okay. clearly um, a threat. It's a clearly designed to cause fear, to cause uh, us to feel like, uh, again, intimidated exactly uh, just for our political. This is targeting political opponents using every asset they, that they have. They're weaponizing the DHS, the FBI, the DOJ. This is typical kind of crap that Obama did, you know, during the Obama administration. So they're going well, right putting back. on a good story for the world to give a total false impression of what's really going on. And then you have to wonder, are, do they, are there some false flag events planned, um, designed to, again, um, uh, demoralize us and make our side, make the, uh, the MAGA supporters, the, the Trump supporters look like terrorists? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm still digging into this a little bit, but I'm just going to tell you there's some funky stuff with the one that just went down the other day, uh, the meme one where they uh, right. allegedly arrested him over a meme from 2016 that uh, he went by Ricky Vaughn, his name's Douglas Mackey, and uh, for interfering in elections because, and, and oh my God, I should have sent you that link. I was laughing so hard, you guys. The New York Times headline was like a headline I would have used. I'm like, that is the best headline yet. It said, it said Twitter troll tricked 4,900 Democrats into calling in or texting in a vote for, for Hillary. And I was just laughing my ass off because <clears throat> I'm sorry, but how could you be so stupid? Yeah. And, and he tricked 4,900 Democrats. I'm like, I can't believe they just put that in the headline. But at any rate, I'm still digging into something there. I'll, I'll, I'll cover that eventually. But, and then, and then we saw um, Brian, uh, Brendan Stiker arrested, dubbed in by his own family. Everyone said that. Uh... Yeah, that was, that was insane. And, 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 and then like a week ago or two weeks ago, they had arrested uh, Simone Gold for being there too. Now, neither of them, I, well, I know Brandon never went inside the Capitol. I, I, I assume Simone probably didn't either, but they're trying to make examples of people. And no, I think, I think she did. I think she actually did enter. Oh, did she? I, I saw video of it. So. Okay. Okay. So, but they're trying to use this to intimidate. I mean, my God, look at, um, well, Rand Paul did actually covered it quite well on the speech. We should have pulled that one up, but 
where he was talking about how over the last year, you know, how many people were injured from these violent riots in multiple cities and people that died. They were like, it was in the teens, how many people died during those. And um, the Democrats said nothing. They did nothing. In fact, they just encouraged it as though these were peaceful protests. Yep. Double standard. Yes. And we've had, there have been people that have gone into the Capitol before. We've had people that have, my God, gone in and occupied their offices. They welcome them in. Mm -hmm. So, so we know every, the whole world knows what's going on here. And right now people need to. Or some parts of the world, not the whole world. So not get too stuck. Very much asleep. Oh, really? Okay. Well, Definitely. people need to not get sucked into the fear and the intimidation. Um, I'm not saying don't, you know, be careful, watch your back. But what they're trying to do right now is is the official closing of the door to silence us all. Right. You they're know? weaponizing all of the agencies in order to uh, intimidate us into si- being silent. Um, yeah. And, you know, Brandon Straka is a, a good example of that, although the charges and, and the, the allegations against him, they're pretty weak. And I, I don't think that it's going to hold up in court because I don't think that they have uh, the real proof, solid proof that he actually incited anything or, you know, did anything uh, to invoke any kind of violence. Um, so. But when this, just looking back at the videos and stuff that they were using for evidence. But this is a group that yeah. they had to try to make an example of because it was getting so much traction. I mean, the day after right. the Capitol Hill riots, they banned them off Facebook, the walkaway movement. Uh, they banned them off YouTube, thousands of testimonies of people that walked away from the Democrats. Gone. All silence wow. one day after the Capitol Hill riots because that, that was a big movement. It still is a big movement. Right. So they had to they had to kind of shut right. that right. Try, or try to shut that down. But what we're seeing now is in their attempts to try to shut down all this thing, because it's everything's bubbling up to the surface. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of people are seeing it over, even over the last week. They're, they're, they're watching Biden rule by executive order totally destroy so many things. I mean, do, think about things like, like fit, yeah. the the female athletes already, you know, like how many of them were liberals that are now like, wait a second, this guy's just destroyed my life, my career, the pipeline. You know, yeah, tens of thousands of jobs have been lost just in a week over Biden's oh. executive order. Stroke of a pen. I saw a video of this poor guy, a pipeline worker, uh, you know, finished his last day and it's just wrecked over it, over how his they're, job. They're all furious. Everyone, everyone on all sides are furious right now. I mean, except for deep state, of course, but we're talking in the first, so in the first few weeks, just to, just to put this in perspective, uh, George W. Bush uh, signed two executive orders. Obama was eight, Trump was four. Biden in seven days has done 40 executive orders. If that's not dictatorship, I don't know what is. We've already got 21 that have posted to the federal register. And just so people are aware, it takes days because you guys know I posted all of Trump's executive orders on my site and I would. So some of the links now are probably dead. Sorry, everyone. But sometimes I was trying to get them out fast, like the day over the next day. So I was grabbing them from the White House site before they hit the federal register, because sometimes they can take up to a week to hit the federal register. So then other links, you know, I would just wait and then I would do catch up and I would add them all in there. Um, 
So 21 of the 40 are already on there and it is absolutely insanity. And I gotta believe that there's, they're going to have to contest some of these. I mean, you just, you just can't make all of these new regulations, laws, rules by executive order like this. It's I know. totally unlawful. What a dictator does. And in fact, uh, I caught this video back, I think it was like October, uh, it was back in October, uh, of Biden saying this himself. He was talking about um, how his friends, his pals, his buddies were like, well, why don't you just do this by executive order? Why don't you just do that by executive order? And he was saying, you can't do everything by executive order. Only dictators do that. Well, here we are, <laughs> just a few months later. Of course, Biden's so senile, he doesn't remember that. Oh, that video clip needs to go into a uh, social mop video. That would be a good one. Has he done any new videos lately? I gotta look him up. Well, <laughs> he does some like, great work. What what we're, what we're seeing now is a return back to a shadow government, uh, back to a government that is completely non-transparent. I mean, he hasn't tweeted for like four days, hmm. so no one knows what's going on behind there. We're back to the old days of the establishment doing everything behind closed doors. Uh, right. The puppets, you know, the hand off his ass, controlling him like everything else. The people in his ear. <coughs> it's um, and the only thing that gets disseminated is the official, uh, you know, their official response to anything. There's no challenge in the media. They're talking about because uh, they have a uh, like basically a ministry of of um, of truth department now in the White House is talking about mm -hmm. banning people, uh, banning reporters who were, say, Trump supporter or pro-MAGA type of reporters uh, from from the White House pool. So, um, Yeah, if we thought the last four years were a wake-up call to people, uh, nothing compares to what's, what's going to be rolling out in the next mm -hmm. few months here. That doesn't wake the rest of the people up. And here's something important to keep in mind. We're talking 80 million people. We have 328 million people in this country. Okay, that's like 25%. We are so far past critical mass right now. People need to understand we have the freaking numbers. There are plenty of us that are that are woke to everything going on. And, and it's the builders, the entrepreneurs, the organizers um, that need to start building movements on local levels. Yeah. So yeah, agree, yeah. agree. If I, anything, yeah. this week we've learned how much the power of the people have um, with regards to the stock market. So just need to apply yeah. that kind of same theory to everything else. Right, right. And then, of course, Bill Gates isn't slowing down on his whole vaccine ID passport. In fact, they've got um, the the Mayo Clinic. Imagine that. Microsoft, Salesforce, Oracle, and the Mayo Clinic are working on developing a digital COVID vaccination passport. And I just, I can't even read the quotes from him or listen to his voice or watch him in interviews anymore. Because I already know their game. I already know where they're headed. You know, like we have to pick and choose how much information we want to still absorb because it's literally like letting the devil inside, you know? So- yeah. It's a so but this is moving for all of those that think because the governors, we have like four governors, uh, Democratic governors that have been, you know, famous for their heavy duty lockdowns that are now suddenly opening up some restaurants and yada, yada. 
and everyone thinks, oh, and now the WHO came out saying that the, the PCR tests are in fact coming up false positive. Gee, thanks. We've been saying this for a freaking year. And, and right. scientists have been saying this too. And studies have been showing this too, but no. But Corey, so but Corey Biden's in office. So now I we have know. to change the narrative. I know. <laughs> so, so now they're going to, I think they said they're going to try to alter these tests or lower the threshold because it's just creating too many false positives. So, you know, now we'll bring those case counts down. But my point to this is everyone's like, oh, look at that. Biden's in and COVID's over. No, 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 by no means. It's like, it's like when everyone said, oh, look at that. When everyone started protesting after George Floyd, they're like, oh, COVID's over. I'm like, no, this is how they use, they, they, uh, these people are experts at juggling things to their advantage while still controlling the narrative they want and making you feel like they're giving you a little something, something when really underneath they're stealing more away from you. So yeah, yeah. they are moving full speed ahead. Yeah, they're just in Davos, things. just in Davos this week. And, you know, talking about the Great Reset. And, of course, Klaus Schwab being, you know, the intro guy. And who did they have as their first guest speaker was, you know, G, President yeah. G. So it tells you exactly where they're heading. I mean, <laughs> they're going full yeah. steam ahead. And just because Biden's in office isn't going to slow things down, it's actually going to accelerate it, I imagine. Well, they, right. they, and, they didn't expect that four years from Trump. They didn't expect it. So now you're seeing everything that they would have tried to do in that four years uh, just accelerate that. It's, but in them doing that, it has become so much more transparent to the populace that this system is rigged. It is not there oh, yeah. for us. It is not there to help us or protect us. These people don't care about you, right? right. They want to take right. everything from you. <clears throat> that's right. And that's what people have to keep, keep in the back of their minds. These people do not care about you. And so there is a fantastic article everyone needs to read. I will, uh, I will link it in the video as well by Staley Farber on uh, Tracy Beans on Cover DC. So it's have 400,000 Americans died of COVID-19. So it's, it's lengthy, but she's like me. We write lengthy stuff, you know, we get a lot of information in there. So, but if, if you scroll down to the second half um, where she gets into the numbers, uh, basically what happened is, so this scientist who's um, got a background in ep I can never, I can never pronounce it. Epidemiology. Epidemiology. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and, and, and he, has, he, has, <laughs> he has an extensive background in other areas as well, but the, uh, I'm trying to find it over on mine so that I can get to that specific part I'm referencing. Okay. So <clears throat> everyone knows I've been reporting on COVID for, you know, since the beginning. And I'm still working on my part five. Sorry, guys. I keep getting sidetracked with other stuff, but get together, Corey. Jesus. The, <laughs> the pick, the pick, PIC, pneumonia, influenza, and COVID is the thing I was breaking down weeks back, trying to show how they're burying right under the causes of death. They're lumping them together. And so, and and I know people have suspected that for a long time, but I was showing in the CDC site the numbers, breaking it down, how and where they're doing this. So here's what happens, right? We're all waiting for the year-end numbers. And we know that the CDC is typically one to two weeks behind on getting their data. Regardless, 
even if they're one to two weeks behind, it's all relative, right? So <clears throat> maybe it's 10,000 alleged deaths one week and 6,000 the next and 15,000 the next. But by golly, between December 26th and January 2nd, the total rise in uh, all cause of death was 269,249. Huh? Wow. Huh? In one yeah. week? What the hell happened there? So they are completely burying, and, and this is so good because there's a lot of um, mathematical breakdowns in here. And uh, of course, Celia you know, spoke with him directly. So she's got some great quotes in here from him. Um, so I highly encourage people to go in and read this um, because it kind of puts the, the final icing on the cake of how they managed to pull this off and are completely, completely exaggerating the deaths. And, you know, and I cover some of this in my five-part report as well. But now that we have these final numbers in, oh, it speaks volumes. Yeah, that does speak volumes. Did you guys hear about the uh, the report that came out of New York um, on Killer Cuomo covering up the deaths <laughs> in nursing homes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, wait, the one that they were talking about releasing, but then he kept holding back from releasing it? Yeah, just today, uh, Thursday, a uh, new report came out that's damning and showing that um, Cuomo's administration uh, underreported by at least 50% on the deaths in nursing homes uh, due to his coronavirus policy of letting uh, COVID-positive patients back into the nursing home to infect all of the weakest among us. It's sickening. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, man, mm. that man is going to have to pay one of these days. Oh, God, so um, many of them. They're all going to have to. So. so many of them. God, did we get through all that or did we miss something? I think we got through it all. I just want to show you guys a name. <laughs> I felt like we just, I felt like we just did like speed reading. We did. We whisked right <laughs> we through did. that. For anyone that missed the 1776 report, it's probably in the White House archive, but I do have it in my file drawer on my website as well, if you want to download it. Yeah, this is just me having okay. some fun with this. Yeah, go to the beginning, go to the beginning and play it. Oh, do we yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. I've been pretty busy. That's all my... <laughs> I see that. Yeah, it's pretty Hilarious. But yeah, oh no. boy! But um, yeah, smash through it, kids. We do well. Yeah, but you don't have you don't have a graphic up where people can find us on you know hivemind.com with ones in place of eyes and coreysdigs.com. I'm gonna have to remember that for next time. We'll have to remember that next time. But I like this better. This this saves us saves you serious editing time. I I, yes. I, I think it's um. Because Edge and I have been doing this on, on Hivemind a bit too. And I think it's yeah. uh, it's better because we can consistently have something up on the screen for you. And um, right. you can follow along with what we're talking instead of just having a GIF or an audio. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, but we have to get better at it. We apologize. A bit choppy today. A few things are trying to find. Yeah, I think it went pretty smooth. Mm. It did. It did. Good job, guys. Yeah. We got Team. everything in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we survived another crazy week.
So thanks for joining us here on Dig It with the speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Follow us on Gab. Thank you.